You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Johnny Test to Dragon Quest. Today on the show, we'll be talking to my buddy Cody about JRPGs. Welcome to the show, Cody. Hey, thanks for having me, Brody. Uh, my name's Cody. Uh, I've been playing these JRPG games for like oh, since I was a kid. Like I, in my friend group, everyone knows me as like the JRPG guy. Like I, I love it. They're they're great games. So, what is the difference between a JRPG and a regular RPG? Okay, so this is gonna be like a loaded question type of deal. It's kind of hard to explain. You... What does JRPG mean? To... Let's start with that. Okay, what does it mean? It means Japanese RPG, okay? Problem about that is I feel like it's its own type of genre and it's not just RPGs made in Japan. Because there have been a couple like Western RPGs or whatever that kind of have a certain formula to JRPGs. I'm going to use Baldur's Gate 3 for for like a a Western RPG that kind of fits the criteria of what a JRPG would be. A JRPG to me, in a sense, let's talk about like the old school ones. Turn-based, party management, you manage weapons, you manage items and equipment and stuff like that but the thing is you also do that in Baldur's Gate 3 and and Baldur's Gate 3 I wouldn't consider to be a JRPG I think one of the big distinctions between a western RPG and a JRPG a JRPG is very sort of like the story is kind of set in stone it's linear where a western RPG is a little bit more open-ended it's very like choice driven Baldur's Gate 3 is is based off D&D a lot of western RPGs are kind of based on D&D and like the choices and stuff like the different alignments and whatnot Mm -hmm. some JRPGs dabble into the different alignments and stuff like that it's really a difficult question but I'd have to say that like yeah JRPGs are a little bit more linear as far as storytelling goes it kind of follows a little bit of anime tropes and I mean if you watch enough anime you'll kind of like see the tropes coming certain archetypes of characters I don't know if you know tsundere's and stuff like that just sort of that kind of thing oh yeah what would your first JRPG have been um my first JRPG would probably be like Final Fantasy 4 or 2 okay 2 2 is 4 uh, let's just go on a little ta- little side tangent so the the releases were different between Japan and yep. the West right so on the SNES so when we got so our Final Fantasy 1 was their Final Fantasy 1 However, our Final Fantasy 2 that, that we got was their Final Fantasy 4. And our Final Fantasy 3 that we got was their Final Fantasy 6. And we didn't get 5 till like years and years after. I think it was like a PlayStation anthology with Chrono Trigger, I believe. It was the first time that America got, or, or the West, I should say, not just America, that got uh, Final Fantasy 5. So which Final Fantasy, would it actually be 2 or 4, the one where you like can beat the snot out of your own party members to level? So that off. so that is the original Final Fantasy two. Okay, I've pl- that's the two that I played. Yeah, I I hate that one. That is my least favorite one. Agreed. <laughs> so I love Dragon Quest. The fifth game in that series is probably my kind number of, one kind JRPG. Of the yes, yeah. I love it. I have it on my phone, and I always that's, play it. Yeah, when that's I'm bored. so. I the I've only ever played one Dragon Quest, which is Dragon Quest eleven, and I want to go back and play the older Dragon Quest because I really like I really like how they stick to the old school route and stuff where like i think the big delineation between final fantasy and dragon quest is dragon quest is very rooted in like 
Dragon Quest is always going to be turn-based, where Final Fantasy is always like iterating upon itself and yes. changing. The newest Final Fantasy 16 is all completely action-based, right? Like, it's just, they're always like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. And, like, I can, <clears throat> I recommend Dragon Quest wholeheartedly. I still go back and play 1 and 3. I remember playing them as Dragon Warrior as a kid, and I think those would be my first JRPGs. But the first one that really sticks in my <laughs> mind is actually Lunar, I think it's called. Lunar, yeah. Uh, I, on the I've PS1. I've heard of that. I've not, played, I've not played Lunar, but I've heard it's pretty good. There's a lot of like really older JRPGs uh, that I haven't got around to. Like I've heard uh, great things about Breath of Fire. I haven't played those yet. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll emulate them or something. I'll, I'll, find, <laughs> I'll find a way to play them. But there's a couple of them that I know about that I haven't got around to playing. One series in particular is Trails series. Trails of Cold Steel and all that. But that's just such a daunting task yeah the, the jrpgs can be time consuming oh, but that's kind of yeah. kind of why i love them but yep. i love the grind yeah. so pretty roundabout way of getting there but what's your favorite uh, ser- uh jrpg series years ago i would say final fantasy but within the past honestly probably five or so years i really enjoy the shin megami tensei series i i just think they're just it's so different compared to every other JRPG I've played. It's darker. Yeah, it's really, it's really something. Do you like the spin- Persona spinoffs? I do like the Persona spinoffs. I think, I, th- I think Persona is a great series, but I'm a, I'm an SMT mainline diehard. I do think the battle mechanics and stuff like that are a lot better in SMT. I know why Persona is so popular. You know, like it's just the high school setting and you know the waifus and like you know the social aspects of it, right? I try to get my friend in SMT because he loves Persona. But he he really likes Persona for the social aspects, and there's in SMT there is no social aspects whatsoever. It's it's just like dungeon crawling and battles, and like it's just it's hardcore. I want to get into the mainline series myself. I'm a huge fan of Persona Five. I went back and played three and four, <laughs> and I actually have an upcoming episode with a previous guest from the Naruto episode about uh, Persona Five. So I'm hoping to get into Shin Megami Tensei ma- the mainline games. Uh, soon. If I if I recommend one to play, I probably recommend Nocturne because like okay. there's there's a there's a like a remaster on ps4 i um unfortunately i my one of my favorite smt games is smt4 but the problem is is that they shut down the 3ds shop and so you have to get a physical copy and a lot of these a lot a lot of those 3ds games the physical copies are climbing up like they're getting expensive man like it's brutal why did they shut down the 3DS shop? I don't right? know. I was so, oh, I went I didn't even know until I went to go buy uh Pokemon games for my kid. And then I was like, "Oh, it looks like we're just stuck with the, the classic old, ones we yeah, have." Yeah, the old po- yeah, yeah, probably like fucking uh Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire or whatever. I yeah. Know. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I might have mixed them up. So I'm not I'm not a huge Pokemon. That's like the last Pokemon games that I played on 3DS. I got back into the series because of my kid, but... Oh, yeah. So what elements do you find separate the good JRPGs from the greats? 
the good from the greats battle mechanics make a big difference it could mean something to someone a lot of people play uh i know some people that play it just for like the story and characters which i really like but uh i'm kind of like a like a like it's got to have good battle mechanics it's got to have good i think uh char character customization is really important just like just the way you develop your characters and stuff like that it has to be interesting so what would you say your top three favorite jrpgs are okay this is gonna be a little bit difficult uh i'm not i i'm just gonna come up with three i'm not gonna order them I'm not gonna be like this is the third this is the second this is the first it's so difficult for me um i'm gonna have to say shimigami tensei 4 i i just i i love it so uh, shimigami, uh, that was my introduction into the shimigami tensei series the story like the the characters like just the setting so the difference between uh persona and shimigami tensei is persona is very about like the social settings and the characters mm -hmm. and stuff like that right like the you know the social links and stuff and it's confidants in five but it's basically social links yeah shimigami tensei series <laughs> is uh is pretty uh it's known about like a very it's all, all about like the world building uh so the main usually the main plots in the shimigami tensei series is that there's always this catastrophic event where the world ends it's like it's always like in a post-apocalyptic type of settings kind of like fallout a little bit but uh, fallout does that like weird retro like <laughs> 50s kind of kind of vibe where this does like a more i want to say like it's a cyber cyberpunk setting, like post-apocalyptic cyberpunk setting you have demons so, so in the uh in in shimigami tensei series you have some human companions but most of your party members i use that i use that loosely is uh is demons okay it, it's very similar to pokemon you know how you like catch pokemon and then it's on your team kind of thing right yeah. with demons you have to you have to negotiate with them to get them to join you okay so similar to convincing the personas in persona to join you uh, so that is so different. it's so interesting interesting because you, you've only played persona 5 that is not how it works in the other games they took that from Shimmer Nagomi Tensei, uh, the, 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 the Persona Nagomi, Demon Negotiation yeah. Persona. In the older Persona games, you, uh, especially like, I think, I think, yeah, three and four do it, where you would win a battle and then it would like spin cards or whatever. And yeah. then like, that's how you'd get like uh, a new Persona and waken in your mind or whatever it says. Like Persona is all about the Jungian psychology and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to negotiate the demons. Negotiating the demons is just like almost like a little like mini game on its own uh, because like there some uh, demons are like really like irrational and they kind of like don't make any sense some of them will just be like they'll ask you like different questions about like virtues and stuff like that it's like should the strong survive and stuff like that and if, if they if they kind of side with you a lot of them some of them will just be like give me money or give me an item or whatever but the thing is sometimes the demons will be like give me money give me none you give them the i the item or, or money and they run away they don't even join your team oh that sounds that <laughs> honestly sounds fun like you're it's selling me on shin megami tensei oh it's oh it's it's such an experience man on, on any any i've not i've not played a jrpg series like it at all like it's just as much as I love Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy and Shimmering of Tensor are just worlds apart. So what would your second one be? Second, I mean it has to be it has to be one of the titles in Final Fantasy. And it's a toss-up between either seven or nine. I was so late to getting into seven. It was literally when Crisis Core came out that I first played the original Final played, Fantasy oh, VII. really? Because I, I loved... I, oh, I played... I rented Final Fantasy VII from the store one time when I was young. And I 
sucked at it and i never went back to it until after playing crisis core oh, yeah. and loving yeah. and crisis then, core. yeah crisis core is pretty good uh so yeah seven seven was uh seven i remember i got it i think my mom got i got my playstation my mom got it and it's like yeah the person at the store said like this is a good game or whatever and like i played it and like i remember being pretty young and like my reading comprehension was like wasn't super great <laughs> so i'm gonna do a little side tangent so if you the the, the translation and localization for the english Final Fantasy VII was a little like, like this guy i don't know if you know about the memes like this guy are sick and stuff yeah and one of the boss fights against the guard scorpion it says attack well its tail is up B- barrett will say it so i was like oh you you just have to attack when its tail is up nope nope the game meant for you to not attack while its tail is up because it does its fucking laser move and it just hits your whole party for like tons of damage that's and it's just, i couldn't get I, past it. i had i had so much trouble on that fight and like uh, like oh man it's but I was like five or six, like I said, and like my reading comprehension wasn't the greatest. A lot of, love some of the words. Like I was like, I don't really know what that means, you know. Like, and what would your third game be? I want to say another Final Fantasy, but like I, I kind of want to like keep one. You know what I mean? Keep one for franchise. One for franchise kind of deal because like I really, really love nine. I, 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 oh, nine is just so underrated. I, don't I know haven't played, played it nine. yet, but it's oh, on my wish God. list on nine, my Switch right nine now. Nine is so good. It, it's uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi's final game. It plays like the older one. It's back to like the medieval roots. It's not because seven and eight kind of went through like this weird cyberpunk kind of futurist. Like there's guns and like, uh, like, there's always airships, but like, you know what I mean? Like in eight, you have like the gun blade and like, there's like a lot of high, high, sci- high sci-fi. Yeah, I've played it technology and stuff like that yeah eight, eight, eight's interesting eight eight is, a, is my a, buddy jordan's favorite game of it, like all time so i had to get into it yeah, at one point it's, it's a bit of it's a bit of a the black sheep so it, it's weird because it's like some people really love it or they really don't like it because the junction system is yeah. a little is a little convoluted and confusing however if you understand the the ins and outs of the junction system then you could just break the game you can just like you can just your characters can become absolutely broken on disc one. Wow. Yeah. I, he he taught me a bit about the junction system, and I was like, oh, I I, th- I think I like the materia system um, better. I think but... yeah, the yeah the materia system is great. I I, I really love them. I I mean I I guess I'll have to say Legend of Dragoon. I. I... <laughs> That's awesome. I remember you getting me into that game at my camp I, as I kids. Just, and I just, I, yeah, I've Legend of Dragon been obsessed is, with it since. It's, it's, it's pretty great. Like, I, I, I don't think it's the best JRPG, but like, it's pretty good. Like, I really like the additions. The addition system is really yep. interesting because it, like, because normally in turn based, you kind of just like press attack, he does his attack or whatever. But with the addition system, is like, there's like combos and inputs that you can, that you can do to do more damage. Yeah, and yeah, enemies really, can counter yeah, attack. Yeah, enemies can counter attack. Yeah, it's really interesting. Really interesting system. I really enjoyed Legend of Dragoon. I am obsessed with almost any JRPG that has a job system where you can uh, level up and system. change yeah, jobs. Job Do you have system. any recommendations for games like yes, that for me? Yes, 100%. Uh, the Bravely Default series. Love it. The, yeah, the Only Bravely played the first De- one. Yeah, the Bravely Default series kind of follows that. What other, what other game would have? I mean, Fire Emblem? I guess, like, those types of games. There's, like, strategy RPGs, but, like, the strategy, like, uh, JRPG or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Tactics Ogre uh, is really good that I've was that i been playing. That's, like, it's all about... It's, it, it's very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. 
In fact, I think it tactics were inspired by uh, Tactics Ogre. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard though. This, that Tactics Ogre is brutal. What games would you say are out there that you'd consider underrated gems that not enough people seem to know about? This one, th- this one that I'm playing right now, Sea of Stars, is just uh, amazing. It's like a love letter to old classic SNES era RPGs. Like the battle mechanics are interesting. The characters are pretty good. The main character is a little uh, kind of bland, but I, I feel like they're, they're that type of like self-insert type of character where they you self-insert yourself they, they talk a little bit but they're not there's been other there's been other main characters that are a lot more interesting especially uh tail series uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's be un, underrated but there's a lot of good tales not all the tales games are great but like there's some absolute great ones i always hear about tales of symphonia tales i played symphonia, that and i feel yeah, like all yeah. the other ones kind of get a little bit overlooked a little bit that. a little bit yeah tale tales symphonia is definitely like a high watermark but other great uh tales games is like vesperia I loved Berseria. Berseria was fantastic. Uh, battle mechanics a little convoluted and kind of took me a while to get into, but very interesting. I recently played through Tales of Arise. Didn't didn't quite finish it. I, I don't know. I think other games came out at the time and I kind of dropped it. I might go back and play it, but eh, it, was, it was pretty good. What obstacles do you think exist for somebody trying to get into JRPGs? Uh, it, it depends on the franchise. Like if it's a long running franchise, like I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna bring up the, tra- the the trail series uh so trails of cold steel which was the one that i know about so the final fantasy games are like their own game right like the differences between final fantasy one and two and stuff like that are like thematic but they aren't storyline wise right like their own uh each final fantasy is its own contained story and as far as i know dragon quest is like that there's like yeah. a little bit of a they go in trilogies almost like trilogies, one to three right? are linked yeah. but they're also standalone games yeah yeah they, so they are their own standalone you get games, a but... little bit more out of playing all of the first three especially i think it's number three where you finish the first map and then you end up in another map and you're like oh damn this is the map from dragon quest one and you'd only know that having played dragon quest one right but the third game is i believe the prequel to number one so you don't have to play number one to appreciate number three. A lot of the other games are like that too, where everyone is experienced as a standalone game, but they have tie-ins to other ones. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. D- Dragon Quest is one... I've only played 11, and I, I really liked 11. It's long. That's, I mean, the one thing about that game is, like, I thought it was over. I was like, okay, we're getting to the end. Nope. There's like a whole nother fucking 50 yep. hours or whatever that game. And it's they like, you gotta do They turn like... their own trope on oh its head where God, the point oh. in 11 where you think is going to be the end the is Dark usually yeah. you, you... the end of most Dragon Quest games. And then, spoiler alert for the ending, it ends up tying back into the original, into three, the original trilogy. three trilogy. Yeah, because yeah, I thought that interesting. Like, okay, we're gonna be that, uh, the Dark Lord or whatever it's called. I can't remember his name. We beat him and I'm like, okay, this is the end of the game. Nope. Nope. You go back in time, and like I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> love Dragon Quest. Oh. <laughs> Somebody from the outside might see Final Fantasy 16 and be just overwhelmed by the number, not realizing that it's not yeah, interconnected. Yeah, that, that that's its own interconnected, yeah. So exactly. Outsider looking in, they'll be like, oh my god, I haven't played fucking like 1 through 15 or whatever. Like, yeah, 16, 16 was interesting. Uh, it's, it's the first like truly action-based the other games weren't 
quite action-based. They've been kind of like leaning towards that a little bit. Like Seven Remake was was action-based, but it still it still had a little bit of turn-based elements to it with the ATB, with still having still incorporating the ATB system. And even Thirteen kind of had was a little bit more action-based, but not quite. And Fifteen, like they they've been slowly leaning towards action-based. I, I want to go on a little side thing. The Kingdom Hearts series. I do consider it a JRPG series. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is a little bit like wacky and off the wall as far as oh, the story yeah. goes. But I, I, I do really like the Kingdom Hearts series. I think they're, I think they're great games. They're, too, they're so fun. They are so fun. Like it, it is the the story and everything is convoluted. All is all hell, and some of it's a plot holes and doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, like you're 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 playing with King Mickey, and like you see the Disney characters and stuff. And it's just uh, it, yeah, it's I, I love the Kingdom Hearts series. I'm using them to get my daughter into JRPGs slowly. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, just like just transitioning her yeah, into the, Final the, Fantasy yeah, slowly yeah. through Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Just like kind of like yeah, you know, like. Oh, we're playing Kingdom Hearts. Like, oh, that's Mickey, and that's yep. Donald, and like, yeah, yep. So, do you think there's any misconceptions people have about JRPGs? Oh, that like, yeah, it's just like fucking like these like anime games or whatever. It's only it's only turn based and like it's boring. Like I've seen memes where it's like, oh, this is JRPG combat. And it's like a spreadsheet. It's just like attack, item, <laughs> magic. Like no, there's all like I I think JRPG is very broad. Like there's all kinds. Like we talked about. There's like just like your your standard like turn based. There's like the action games. There's strategy strategy which is still turn-based but like strategy like grid and stuff and there's all kinds of different ways yeah to awesome play. what would you say is your favorite thing about jrpgs as a whole i think the stories are really really well done i think they're interesting they kind of go in different i'm gonna bring up chrono cross and just how just off the walls that story is and like uh, it, like they it's not like western developed games i find where the stories are pretty you can kind of see things coming they kind of play it safe where i feel like the jrpg stories kind of like go it's all yeah that trope of the whole like fighting god and stuff like that yeah, like i was gonna like, ask about the, that yeah the yeah like i, I kind of love that i love the yeah i understand you really like the music in a lot of jrpgs can you give me a couple standout ones that really come to mind when you think of jrpg okay. so, uh, osts osts okay yeah so like i the, honestly osts could be its own separate podcast uh i don't know if you want to do that or not brody it's up to you oh i'd definitely be down <laughs> um but like like, uh, the Nier series is just absolutely, like, just, bre like, breathtaking. Like, the some of the compositions and stuff are just fantastic. They have, like, uh, I can't remember her name, Emmy or something like that. And the way she sings, it's, it's like, it, it, it's a chaos language. It's a bunch of different languages. Like, so basically, all of the lyrics are all just basically gibberish. But, like, she sings them in these certain accents. And, like, it's just really interesting. And just the, the compositions and stuff is just, oh, my God. And, the, like, the Kingdom Hearts series is another one that I think is great Shimomura just like the, oh my god just great pianist I definitely agree with both of those the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack like it hooked me in as a kid like that the music they used for the trailer and everything and oh no that I was so against it until I actually seen my cousin play Kingdom Hearts I was like that's stupid it's Disney RPG and then I seen the Final Fantasy characters I was like wait what yeah and it's it's, it's interesting it's so so a little a little side thing about 
Kingdom Hearts. So the third one, they, they kind of stop using the Final Fantasy characters because there's so many original characters that Nomura wrote that he kind of like, he, he feels like he doesn't need, like people that are into Kingdom Hearts, they don't need the Final Fantasy characters to kind of like get them into it. Because I feel like in the first game, you know, I, I remember like playing it and being like, oh, this is pretty cool. And seeing Cloud and like Squall and stuff and being like, oh my God, there's Final Fantasy characters in here. It's so cool. But I feel like if you're in franchise in the Kingdom Hearts, you like it for, because I think some of the original characters that they did are pretty well written, to be honest. Like they're they're compelling characters in in and of itself. They don't quite need the Final Fantasy fan service to for those to be good games. Yeah, I'd be lying <laughs> if I said I didn't miss it a little bit. But I agree, they definitely yeah, don't like, need it, to it, rely the, the on one, it. The one, yeah, the one thing that's like Kingdom Hearts one and two had the Sephiroth fights, which is like yep. the super boss. Like the, the Final Fantasy one and two always had the really tough as nails, like super boss uh, Sephiroth, right? And then three didn't have that fight. And I was a little, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh man, they couldn't have Sephiroth one more time just to be like an epic like super boss battle right oh definitely so speaking of super bosses what what exactly is it with this trope that is just so freaking awesome and what are some of your favorite ones okay so favorite super bosses okay this is gonna be all right so I just love how it's like, it's like the ultimate test, right? Like final boss, like normally a lot of times the final boss is like, you beat the final boss and like, that's the hardest thing. And like, you beat the game and that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But the super boss is always harder than the final boss. You always have to like, you have to go, like the older games, I remember like even Final Fantasy VII, like to get the golden chocobo and stuff, to get the best materia, the best summon knights of the round. Knights of the round was like the best way to damage the super bosses other than the limit breaks because like a lot of like normal magic just wasn't strong enough. You needed the proper materia setups and like you kind of have to like min max a bit one of my favorite super bosses that i fought was in shimagami tensei 5 against shiva that fight took me weeks to prepare to get the right to get all the right demon combinations to get to to grind enough raise my stats enough that fight was brutal but i loved it and like the weapons from final fantasy 7 just especially with emerald weapon on so on emerald weapon you go underwater you only have 20 minutes to beat it but you can get a materia under i think i think it's just called like underwater materia or something like that and it gets away that time limit but the problem is is that that's you're taking up a materia slot for that it literally doesn't do anything it doesn't give stats it doesn't do anything it just lets you it just takes away that 20 minute timer and then so like you can do it you like i've seen people do it in, like under 20 minutes and stuff like that but like for a regular playthrough your first time doing emerald like you you are not going to beat in 20 minutes <laughs> i'm gonna guarantee you that and then ruby ruby does this thing where like he kicks people out of out of the fight you basically a lot of the times in the ruby fight you're just doing it solo like it's oh man uh, the super bosses are great we'll go back to like Final Fantasy a lot of the previous Final Fantasies before 5 didn't have any super bosses they've had a couple like hard fights like a random chance but like very low chance I think Final Fantasy 1 had Warmech I believe and it was like I, I don't even know 1% chance or whatever on like one dungeon it's like you fight in a Warmech and that you could consider you can kind of consider that like a super boss but not I, I, not really not like in the traditional sense the traditional that we think sense. of now no, yeah because 5 did it with Omega Weapon and Shinryu the, the weird thing about the super boss bosses is you just you kind of you kind of beat them and it's just bragging rights right because like you already have like the best weapons and like the best equipment and the best whatever like materia or like uh, accessories or whatever right you beat them and then you just kind of like especially with the omega weapon in eight you just get the proof of omega when you beat it that's all you don't get anything because at that point when you're ready to fight Omega Weapon, you gotta have, like, all the best junctions. Yeah, everyone has their best weapon. 
Yeah. Yeah, back then it was all about those bragging rights of just being like, I did it. Like, yeah. look, and like, I did and, it. And you have to you have to think also, back then, man, like I, I give props to people that did it like without the internet, man. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like some of them just kinda like bash their head against the wall. They just like tried it, failed, different do different like builds and stuff like that, tried it and figured it out. Nowadays you can just be like, Oh, I'm fighting fucking this and I look it up and, and like they show you a strategy and stuff. Like before they had to like trial and error. Trial and error, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've I missed that a bit. I there's a few times where I go to look things up online. I'm like, don't do it. Just, just, just give it a few more tries. Just give it a few more tries, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's the fun of it. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and talking JRPGs with me, Cody. It's been a blast. Yeah, man. Thank, thanks for having me. If you want to do that OST thing, man, like I there's a lot of OSTs that I love. Definitely. If you're a fan of it, I want to hear all about it. If you'd like to be a guest yourself, submit questions, give us feedback, or just join us in chat, come follow us on Discord. If you're a big fan of memes as I am, come join us on Facebook and share your best ones with me. And if you want to help me pester some bigger YouTubers and podcasters to come onto the show, join me on Twitter, and we can turn that sweet, sweet pressure into some good old-fashioned peer pressure.